Hi everyone, this is Anna, and you're listening to my podcast on Heaven and Hell. Hey everybody, welcome back to the podcast. Today we are going to talk about some Bible translations, and we've done this before. Let's see, episode 8 of this podcast and episode 10 were both about Bible translations. And I talked about in those episodes, in episode 8, we talked about the King James Version and the New King James Version. And in episode 10, Bible Translations Part 2, we talked about the ESV, English Standard Version, the NIV, New International Version, the NLT, New Living Translation, almost forgot, the MSG, The Message, and the CSB, the Christian Standard Bible. I should have looked that up. I forgot some that very last one. But it's been a while since we talked about Bible study, like tips and tools. We've been doing the Romans Bible study to show Kind of how everything we've talked about until this point, how we put it all together. But we're back talking about more Bible translations, more just things. <laughs> That's generic, but more things to help us be better Bible readers. And I've got some information for you today that I think you're really going to enjoy. So let me tell you what we're going to talk about. I'm going to talk about a few Bibles that I recommend Mm, recommend might be strong language. Well, I'll say it. A few Bibles that I recommend for if you're studying. This isn't just for like everyday reading or devotion time. Like if you're studying. And then we're going to talk about a couple of translations. If you're not a very good reader. And there's no shame in that whatsoever. I should have looked up some statistics or something to give you a specific number. But I taught third grade for several years and kindergarten before that for several years and I know I know for a fact there's a lot of adults out here who aren't confident readers who aren't very good readers and there is nothing wrong with that reading is hard and reading the Bible is really really hard especially if you're trying to read it in old English like Present day English is hard enough. So we're going to get to all of that. And I don't think I have anything else to tell you before we do. So let's just get started. Okay. Let's start with. Let's start with some Bibles that are good if you're going to study. Okay. And I'm going to tell you about a few other resources. I didn't know which order I wanted to do this in. And I have a ton of tabs pulled up on my computer. So I'm going to try to remember everything I need to say. If you're reading the Bible and you want to study. So maybe you're reading a chapter and you don't understand and you want to find some more meaning. Okay. Please use all the things that we've talked about. You know, go back and read some before. Read the chapters that come after all of this. But maybe you just need to hear it said another way. One thing that you could use is a parallel Bible. And what a parallel Bible is, is um, 
a Bible. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's a Bible that has like, most parallel Bibles have four different versions and they're just listed side by side. So it would be like on two pages, two columns on each page. So four columns across and like the first column might be, um, let's see, I actually pulled one up so I could see it. The first column might be like the King James version. And then the next column might be the new international version. And then the next column might be English standard version. And then the last column might be the amplified version. So, and you would be able to see them all right there. So you could just read the verse that you want to read in four different versions and you don't have to open four different Bibles or change it in the app, which if you have the Bible app, it's really easy to read. It, but it is cool kind of to see them laid out like that. Now, I will say, Bibles are expensive. And I looked up this parallel Bible, just like a quick Google Google search, christianbook.com. And they're pretty, I mean, that's like a really good place to buy affordable books. But the parallel Bible on there is $45, um, $48 on Amazon. So they're kind of expensive. So if you don't want to buy a parallel Bible, but you would like to be able to see, um, oh man, I just lost it. But you would like to be able to see what that looks like. You can do a parallel Bible online. And let's see, I'm going to tell you this website is biblestudytools.com slash parallel Bible. And when you get on there, you can type in the scripture that you want to read. And then you can pick two versions and you can see them side by side. And seeing them side by side is pretty cool. So whenever I talk to you guys about Bible translations, I get a lot of my information from um, one of my just favorite books as far as no, um, like studying about the Bible, not scripture, but about the Bible as a book is the Rose. Let's see. What is it called? Look at the title. The Rose Book of Bible Charts. And in one of the Rose Books of Bible Charts, it has all the versions and it just gives like a quick synopsis, like when it came out, who helped with the translation. But the thing I like about it is at the bottom, it has two really well-known verses, Matthew four nineteen, And he said unto them, follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. And of course, John three sixteen, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believe in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. So it has those listed and then it shows it in every different version. And it's cool just to see how like one or two words change in each version. So a parallel Bible will do that for you too. Okay, so that's the Parallel Bible. It's really good if you're studying. Another Bible version that's really good if you're studying is the Amplified Bible. I don't use the Amplified Bible as much as I probably should, but what the Amplified version does is it helps you, it helps the reader to better understand the meaning of words as they were used in the original context. So what it does is you're just reading and then, and it's based on the American standard version. And so you're reading and then in like parentheses, it will give you the meaning of certain words. So let me read Matthew four nineteen from the Amplified. 
And he said to them, come after me. In parentheses, it says, as disciples, letting me be your God. Follow me and I will make you fishers of men. So that's kind of cool. Let's do another example. Um, I don't want to do, well, we'll do the John 3.16. I'm going to do 3.16 and 3.17. So it says, For God so greatly loved and dearly prized the world that he, parentheses, even, get close parentheses, gave up his only begotten, parentheses, unique, close parentheses, son, so that whoever believes in, parentheses, trusts in, clings to, relies on, him shall not perish, parentheses, come to destruction or be lost, but have eternal, parentheses, everlasting life. So you could see why this might not be what you want to just do your everyday reading in, because that would get really old reading everything in those parentheses over and over again. But it's cool if you want to just look up one verse or if you're reading a verse and you think, what do they mean by this word? Because this is the thing about the Bible, right? Is that language changes over time and words that we use today, they may have used the same words back when the King James Version was translated, but it may have had different meaning or different connotation. So sometimes we read things and we're like, that's weird. But if we read in the Amplified, it gives us like some synonyms and things for some words. And I think that's really cool. Again, if you don't want to buy an Amplified Bible, you shouldn't. You really shouldn't because you can, it's on the app, the Bible app, or you can Google it with a quick Google search. Okay, so those are two good for if you're studying. I've talked to you guys many times about some Bible study, like books that I love, like the Haley's Bible Handbook and um, Commentaries, Strong's Concordance. However, um, they, you know, there are study Bibles. That's like the Bible and then has like notes on it. The ESV Study Bible, one of my favorites. And I want to give an honorable mention today to the Life Application Study Bible. You can get it in like any translation, NIV, NLT, KJV, New King James Version, NLT. So you can get it in translation, but then like the study helps are the same. And the Life Application Study Bible helps you see how to like apply the Bible's teaching to your life. And I don't recommend using that for all of your study by any means because that's it kind of goes against how we study the Bible in like context and using perspective but it's a really cool like different perspective and so sometimes I will look at that one okay that's my honorable mention and now let's talk about two versions of the Bible that are for you if you're not a very good reader and so what I did is I was looking in my book here. I was like, what version of the Bible is written for the very lowest grade level? Because like I've told you that the King James Version is written on a 12th grade, 12th grade reading level. So no wonder that's hard. Um, and most Bibles are written on like 10th, 11th, 12th grade reading level. So I found two Bible translations that I want to tell you about. 
The first one is God's Word translation or GW, God's Word. And I thought I was doing really good because this one is on a fifth grade reading level. It's a 5.1 and it's a balanced translation. If you don't know what that means, we talked about it, I think, in Bible Translations Part 1, Episode 8. Um, but it's like between a word-for-word and thought-for-thought translation. So that's pretty good. And it's actually a newer translation. I say that, oh my goodness, it was translated in 1995. I was thinking that was like 15 years ago, but that's not true. Well, I'm not too far off, am I? Oh, yeah, I am. Just kidding. I can't do math. I'm not here to do math. Okay, but it's written on a fifth grade level, and it was written to be used like by teenagers and adults for personal devotions, Bible study. And so here is Matthew 4:19. Jesus said to them, come follow me. I will teach you how to catch people instead of fish. So you see, it just uses like some more common language and that would be easier to read. So I was excited to find that and share it with you, but I might've found something even better I'd never heard of this translation before. It's the New International Reader's Version. So not N-I-V, but N-I, lowercase r-V. It's weird. But um, it was revised in 1998. So it's newer compared to like King James Version. And it is on a second grade reading level. And... I think probably most of your like children's Bibles and things are this new international reader's version, but you can buy like a Bible, the whole Bible that is written in this translation. And one, so some things that make it easy to read is that it uses simpler words, but it also uses shorter sentences and that's easier to read. So if you struggle to read some of these other versions maybe try the new international readers version and um, let me read this to you matthew 4 19 come follow me jesus said i will make you fishers of people it says the same thing it's just worded differently and easier to read and everyone should be able to read the bible on their level i I believe that. So, and I want you guys to know about that. So, New International Reader's Version. Okay. So, when I was studying this, and I was looking for that information about the easiest one to read, the easiest grade level, and then I saw that it was revised in 1998, I thought, well, what is the most recent translation of the Bible? And... It's, you know, really to be determined (laughs) because there are like several translations that like their most recent revision was like 2020, whatnot. And so, and it's the internet. So, you know, you can't like completely trust it. But I did find this Bible um, translation called the Literal Standard Version. And it was a translation that was written in 2020. August of 2020, and I don't know much about it. Um, It is a literal translation, so that would be word for word, a word for word translation. And there are um, 
pros and cons to that. So again, if you want to know more about like those different kinds of translations, that was in episode eight. But when I was reading about this literal standard version, it had some, the website had some statistics that I thought were really interesting. And I wanted to share those with you. This comes from the website lsvbible.com. And it says that 2 billion of the world's 7.6 billion inhabitants speak English, which is not even half. But perhaps more interesting is that there are at least 83 English Bible translations and 73 of those are in modern English. That's a lot of translations, y'all. And we're, I mean, even in three episodes, we haven't even covered half. I don't know. I couldn't even name half probably, but, um, it's, it's a two edged sword, right? There are so many translations out there. So you have options that fit like your reading level or your comprehension level or whatever, but also there are things we need to consider when choosing a Bible translation. Um, but this is where I thought this was interesting. It says only 24% of Americans believe that the Bible is the literal word of God. And I was like, where did they get this information? And so I looked it up. This is from a Gallup poll, which those are pretty legitimate is the word I was looking for. And so I looked it up and it says 24% of Americans believe the Bible is the literal word of God. But when we look at, and this was from 2017, but when we look at this outcome, it gives the choice. Do you believe it's the actual word of God? Do you believe it's the inspired word of God? Or do you believe it's an ancient book of fables? And it says 24% of U.S. adults who were polled here believe it's the actual Word of God. 47% believe that it's the inspired Word of God. And 26% believe it's an ancient book of fables. So that's a little different. 47 plus 24. Y'all already know I can't do math. That's would be 67 plus 4. 71. Did I do that right? Percent believe that the Bible is um, like the Word of God or the inspired Word of God. So that's doing better than I thought. Um, but that was in 2017, so we don't know because it had gone way down from the time before that they did that. So Anyways, that's just some interesting statistics for you guys. And then as I close here, I wanted to give you one more. This is not a Bible translation, but this is a really good resource. It's the blueletterbible.org. And in the Romans Bible study, I talked to you guys a lot about um, some commentaries that I really liked. I read from Warren Wearsby and who's the other one that I read? Barclay, William Barclay. Um, they're not on this website, but this website, the blueletterbible.org, has a ton of Bible resources, Bible commentaries, 
and um, where you can look up different things. Let's see, on the apps and tools section, they have an app. The Blue Letter Bible has an app. So that's really cool. And I want, and I just want to say, like, even though I love the Warren Wearsby and the William Barclay commentaries. I don't agree with everything that they say, but what I really like about them is how they organize their thoughts, and that helps me sometimes to understand what I've read a little better. So, we believe that the Bible is the Word of God. It's the inspired Word of God, um, and we know that there are things that we aren't going to understand, but we take those things to the Lord. We take those things to our pastor or a Bible teacher that we trust. And um, we know that man is fallible and that um, everyone's thoughts and opinions might not match our own and might not be 100% true. So um, just be careful out there. <laughs> be careful out there in the streets studying the Bible. Anyways, Thank you guys for listening again. I hope that this was in, informational for you about some more translations. I don't know that we'll do another Bible translation episode because I don't know, you know, like a ton about the New Century version or anything like that. So, um, but I hope this has been helpful and I'll see you guys on Monday for the next Sunday recap. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for joining me on my podcast today. To wrap this thing up, I want you to repeat after me. Say, I am a Bible reader. I can understand God's Word. And I will be changed by what I learn. Hey guys, you're going to change so much more than just your own life. By understanding God's word, you're going to change your family, your community, and this world. Thank you for joining me, and I'll see you again soon.